Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Voice of Alignment podcast. My name is Sheon Nukikiola and it's always a great pleasure to share with you from the living word of God on this platform. This is the Voice of Alignment where we teach the word of God and we break the word of God down and make it simple enough for believers to understand it, to apply it and to grow by it. I want to believe that you've had an amazing week thus far and I trust that this day, today, or whichever day you're listening to this podcast, I trust that it's been an amazing day or if you're listening to it in the morning, I want to believe that it's an amazing day for you ahead. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, over the past five episodes, we have been looking at the subject of spiritual battles with uh, an emphasis on winning spiritual battles. Now, if you have been following this series, uh, one of the things you will recall, which we have established right from the start of this series, is the fact that spiritual battles are real, but more real is our victory in these spiritual battles. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 57, the Bible says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, the Bible says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. In the last two episodes, we have been looking at the fundamental strategies for winning spiritual battles. We saw in the last episode that even though we have an assurance of victory, as can be seen in several scriptures like 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 57, which we just read, as well as 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, even though we have these assurances, that victory will not just fall on our laps and i remember in the last episode if you listen to the last episode we used an illustration of an assurance policy an assurance policy with an insurance company so let's say for instance um a parent uh, goes into um, a life assurance policy agreement with an insurance company and the way it works is that uh in that on that agreement the parents or maybe a father or a mother uh, could make that agreement with the insurance company and say, okay, uh, I'm going to be paying so-so and so amount uh, to you, the insurance company, and if anything happens to me or upon the demise of the parents, the insurance company is obligated to make a payment of an amount to the beneficiary who is uh, the child of that parent who has the life assurance policy with the insurance company so upon the death of the parents who is the policy holder the amount to be paid to the beneficiary or to the child is assured but despite the fact that that amount to be paid to the child is assured there are certain things that must be done for that child or for that beneficiary to be able to get that amount He has to sign some documents, the child will have to fill some documents, some documents would need to be submitted, things like ID card and so on and so forth. So even though that child has an assurance of receiving something from the insurance company, there are certain things that need to be done. And this is the same uh, illustration or this is the same 
uh, way it works when we talk about uh, the assurance of our victory in Christ by virtue of the death of Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have an assurance of victory in spiritual battles. But there are certain things that we need to do. There are certain steps that we need to take. There are certain things that we need to align with for that victory to be delivered to us. One of the things that must be done to take delivery of the victory that has been assured is to engage divine wisdom. In the last episode, we said divine wisdom is what insulates you in a battle or cuts short that battle. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 18. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 18. The Bible says that wisdom is better than weapons of warfare. This means that wisdom will do for you what weapons of warfare will do, but in a more effective and in a more efficient way. Bringing this into the context of spiritual battles, one of the things we said in the last episode is that engaging divine wisdom helps you to know the spiritual weapon that will be effective by time in insulating you in a battle or cutting short that battle and cementing your victory. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 the Bible says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds now if you missed the last episode or if you have not listened to any of the five episodes we have done on this series so far I would like to encourage you to please ensure that you listen to them and I can assure you that you will be greatly blessed by them simply visit our website www.voiceofalignment.com forward slash podcast and you will see these episodes there ranging from episode 29 all the way to episode 33 you can either download them on your device or listen to them online and i can assure you that you will be tremendously blessed by the teachings in those episodes. Now, in this episode, we will continue on our discussion on the fundamental strategies for winning spiritual battles. The first strategy we looked at uh, was divine wisdom. And the next strategy we'll be focusing on in this episode will be speaking. When I say speaking, that is S-P-E-A-K-I-N-G, speaking. Now, hopefully, I'm hoping that we will be able to cover this strategy um, in a single episode. But if we are not able to exhaust everything that needs to be discussed uh, concerning this strategy, uh, when we talk about speaking, then we will cover the remaining part of it in the next episode. But when I talk about speaking, what do I mean? You see, to speak in the simplest of terms means to make um, an utterance or to make utterances. In the context of winning spiritual battles as a believer, speaking is like an umbrella term for different dimensions of utterances. But before we look at uh, these different dimensions, uh, we need to first understand the importance of speaking when it comes to spiritual battles. Then we need to understand the target of our utterances. In other words, when I make an utterance, who am I speaking to? What am I speaking to? 
by the time we are done uh, with this strategy, one thing that will be clear uh, will be the fact that the target of your utterance determines the dimensions of utterance that we engage per time. Now, this may not be clear now, but I would like you to listen to this episode to the end. And by the time we are done with this episode, what I'm talking about will be much more clear to you. Now, you see, if you have been through a spiritual battle, one thing you will know for a fact is that winning that spiritual battle will often require intentionality. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, Paul says, I do not fight as one who beats the air. You see, the illustration Paul is using here is what boxers call shadow boxing. Now, if you ask any boxer, whether it's an amateur or a professional boxer, uh, they will tell you that shadow boxing is only good enough for training. You don't get into the boxing ring with an opponent and begin to shadow box. If you do, your opponent will allow you to waste your energy on shadow boxing and then when he spots weakness or an opportunity, you may get a punch that will knock you out. Before a spiritual battle, you can afford to beat the air. But in a spiritual battle, in the midst of a spiritual battle, that can be very, very costly. So intentionality is very important here, particularly intentionality with our utterances. Now let's start by answering this question. Why is speaking so important in winning spiritual battles? You see, the first reason why speaking is so important is the fact that the spirit realm responds to utterances. What do I mean by this? In the physical realm, motion is attained through moving our hands and our feet. So, for instance, I am able to walk from point A to point B with my legs. Even if I move with a car, my hands and my legs are engaged, you know, because I have to use my legs on the pedals and then I have to use my hands on the steering to direct the car in the direction that I will have the car go. So, my hands and my legs are effective and they are actively at work. Now, even when I'm seated uh, and a driver is driving me, for instance, at least my legs got me into the car. I can move something from point A to point B with my hands. So, you see, motion in the physical realm is largely made possible through our hands and our feet. But in the spiritual realm, it's different. Motion is a product of utterances. In the spiritual realm, we make things happen principally by utterances. What your hands and feet are in the physical realm are what your utterances are in the spiritual realm. Man was created in the image and in the likeness of God, as you can see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. But then when you study God and how uh, God created the world, you will see that God created the world from the spiritual through utterances. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, the Bible says, By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. In other words, by utterances, 
God created the physical from the spiritual. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible makes us understand that Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. You see friends, spiritual beings and forces respond to utterances and this includes even God himself. How do I know this? When you read the account of creation in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 3 to 4, the Bible says, Genesis chapter 1 from verse 3 to 4, the Bible says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4 goes on to say, God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. In other words, this suggests that God said, and then he saw. But then when you read further down in Genesis chapter 1, the same chapter, verse 6 to 7, you see something interesting here, still on the account of creation. It says, verse 6 says, And God said, Let there be a vault between the waters to separate the water from water. Verse 7 goes on to say, So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. Now, in other words, in verse 3 and 4, where God created light, we see that God made an utterance and it was manifested. But then by the time you get to verse 6 and 7, you see that God made an utterance and then he responded to his own utterances. That tells you that not only are spirits created to respond to utterances, even God who is referred to as the father of spirits in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 9. Even God moves and does things in response to utterances. Bringing this to the context of spiritual battles, speaking or utterances, however you want to call it, either speaking or utterances, speaking or utterances are so important because it is by speaking that you engage the spiritual forces that are for you and subdue the spiritual forces that are against you. If you have been following this series, you will recall that in episode 31, which is part 2 of this series, I taught on three realities you must align with in order to demonstrate and manifest the power of God in spiritual battles. Now, in that episode, I ended that episode by stressing the point that one of the realities that we must align with is the fact that the power of God in us, the power that we carry, qualifies us for the backing of God and his full array of heavenly forces. Now, you see, that backing of God and that full array of heavenly forces that are deployed and are on standby, they are simply waiting for our utterance. They are waiting for you to speak. And then the moment you make utterance, they swing into action. This is why speaking is so critical in spiritual battles. And if time will permit me, we will go as far as looking at the way to speak or how to make those utterances. You see, there is a dimension of utterance that activates those backings and heavenly forces. One of the major strategies of the enemy in a battle is to stop you from speaking. That's one of the major strategies of the devil when it comes to spiritual battles. That's one of the ways that he fights us to stop us from speaking. Sometimes he will kill your passion and fire for prayer either by intimidating you and making you so fearful that you cannot pray or even by making you too comfortable to pray. Wisdom 
over the years has taught me that whenever I feel this way, whenever I feel intimidated or I feel too comfortable to pray, I know that the devil is around the corner. When the enemy succeeds in making a person silent in the midst of a spiritual battle, it is as good as the enemy cutting off the hands and legs of a soldier on a battlefield. This is why speaking or utterances are so important in the midst of spiritual battles. You see, another reason why utterances are so important in spiritual battles is the fact that the spiritual realm is a legalistic realm. In other words, the spiritual realm is driven by reasons and arguments. Now, the closest illustration to this is the court system where there is a judge and cases are argued. This is why Isaiah chapter 41 verse 21 says, Produce your case, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the King of Jacob. In Revelation chapter 12 verse 10, Revelation chapter 12 verse 10, the Bible refers to the devil as the accuser of the brethren who accuses the brethren before God day and night. Now, it did not say that he accused the sinners. It says he accuses the brethren before God day and night. You see, sometimes believers face spiritual battles as a result of legal grounds that the devil has over them or in one area of their life or the other. And this could be as a result of sinful acts, it could be as a result of disobedience, it could be as a result of iniquity or any form of misalignment with the will and with the counsel and with the purpose of God. But the good news is that we have an advocate that defends us. First John chapter 2 verse 1, First John chapter 2 verse 1 refers to Jesus as our advocate. But still yet, despite the work of the advocate that we have, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, the Bible says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You see, you cannot come to that throne of grace without making utterances. Before you get to that throne of grace, you have to first enter into God's gate. After you enter into his gates, you proceed into his courts. And when you read Psalm chapter 100 verse 4, you will see clearly that it is through the utterance of thanksgiving that we enter into his gate. And then through the utterance of praise, we are able to enter his courts. Remember that earlier I said that motion in the spiritual realm is a product of utterances. And that is what we see here in the book of Psalms chapter 100. Some of you are going through battles right now and only the mercy of God can deliver you. For you to get that mercy, you must approach the throne of grace as Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says. And it is utterance that will take you to that throne of grace. And not just any utterance, but the right utterances. That is why utterances are so powerful and you cannot afford to be silent in a spiritual battle. Now, let me illustrate this or let me uh, further expand on this with a personal example. Now, I remember uh, many years ago, I think this was about, uh, this was maybe about seven, seven years ago, about six, seven years ago. I was going through a period in my life where 
you know it was a period of intense battle and uh i got to a point where i could not sleep in the night without you know having a nightmare or having you know an attack in my dream or something like that it was things had gotten that bad and it wasn't as if i was uh it wasn't as if i was uh, i was wayward at that time or you know i was going to church i was a believer i was a youth pastor and all of that but then uh, things just got so the attack was just so bad that you know nights will go on night after night i will sleep and it's either i see you know like a large python chasing me in my sleep and i wake up and i'm panting and i'm sweating and then i begin to pray and and all of that it was that crazy you know those were the kind of attacks i was having you know uh you know at that point in my life you know sometimes i'll sleep and i'll be seeing dead people and all of that and at that point in time i didn't understand you know i I was trying to figure it out and you know i was doing everything that i could i would pray and i remember one particular night it was so intense you know i slept you know and i had all those attacks and then i wake up and then pray and then it's so you know i remember i told you that you know one of the things that the enemy does you know is to bring you to a point where you know is to try to put out the fire he will try as much as possible to make you too weak to even make an utterance or to even pray so it was a phase where i will go through these attacks i wake up in uh, in the night in the middle of the night and then i will pray and you know declare the word speak in tongues and then in the midst of all that i was struggling to do that because i'll be so tired and you know in the midst of the prayer i will fall asleep again and then it's like the attack will just continue and then i'll wake up and then try to pray and you know that happened like two or three times and then the last time it happened you know i had that experience i had that attack again and i woke up uh and then this time rather than you know praying and speaking in tongues like the way i was doing uh I was so weak at that point in time but then i remembered one message that i heard from a great man of god about mercy and all that i just prayed at that point in time is lord have mercy on me lord have mercy on me i don't know the legal grounds i don't know uh the legal grounds upon which the enemy has been able to have enough access to carry out these attacks on me but then lord you know all things just have mercy on me so it was that cry of mercy that stopped and ended that battle that night and then i just went back to sleep and i slept till the next morning and that whole battle just died down so that's the importance of mercy that's what mercy can do but for you to access that mercy it's important to make utterances this is how powerful utterances are the third reason why utterances are so important is the fact that utterances are the vehicle for exercising our authority in the spiritual realm it is through utterances that we are able to exercise our authority and dominion over the enemy this is why the enemy will try as much as he can to keep you silent He would either try to put fear in your heart so much that you either cannot speak or you are speaking with fear. And when it comes to God, speaking with fear is as good as not speaking. 
what fear does is that it takes the voice out of your utterance now what do i mean by this imagine someone speaking to you without a voice his mouth is moving but you cannot hear what he is saying this is what fear does to your voice in the realm of the spirit fear will make you to speak without being heard that is why when you go to the throne of grace it must be with boldness you cannot go to the throne of grace with fear you have to approach the throne of grace with boldness when the enemy takes the voice out of your utterance through fear he cripples your ability to exercise your authority in christ sometimes the enemy will allow you to be too comfortable to speak before attacking like i've said earlier in the midst of this comfort he can drain a person's fire for prayer and then when such a person has been uh, in a state of comfort or in a state of ease for too long uh, and then the enemy strikes praying or speaking the word becomes a challenge so in a nutshell we have seen three reasons why speaking or utterances are important in spiritual battle the first reason being that the spiritual realm responds to utterances and the second reason being that the spiritual realm is a legalistic realm and the third reason being that utterances are the vehicle for exercising spiritual authority luke chapter 10 verse 19 luke chapter 10 verse 19 the bible says behold i give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you you see that authority is exercised through our utterances when you look at the life of Jesus, who is our role model as believers, you will see that Jesus demonstrated his authority through utterances. There are several examples or illustrations of this in the Gospels. But one that I love so much is where Jesus Christ casted out a legion of demons from a man. You can read this in the book of Mark chapter 5 from verse 1 to 20 as well as Luke chapter 8 from verse 26 to 39. Now when you read that account, when you read what happened there, you will see that the sight of Jesus terrorized those demons but the sight of Jesus was not enough for Jesus to exercise his authority he had to make an utterance you see those demons knew this fact they were even negotiating their judgment with Jesus when you read um, a similar account in Matthew chapter 8 from verse 28 to 34 and when you get to verse 32 you will see that Jesus exercised his authority over those demons with one word he simply said go and then a legion of demons came out and entered a swine of pigs a legion is between three thousand and six thousand so with an utterance of one word from jesus over three thousand demons moved and changed location against their own desire that is the kind of authority that jesus had and that is how he exercised it with utterance when you read the account of jesus calming the storm when you read this in mark chapter 4 from verse 35 to 40 and you get to verse 39 you will see how jesus exercised authority over the sea with only three words he only said peace be still and the entire sea went quiet many of us 
may not be able to relate with this. But trust me, you don't want to be in the middle of a water body, whether it's a river, whether it's a lake or a sea. You don't want to be in the middle of any of these in the midst of a storm, especially when you are in a boat. You see, many years ago, I served um, as a missionary in a riverine community in River State in Nigeria. And uh, many times I had to travel on water from one point uh, to the other in a boat. Now, I remember one day when um, myself and a colleague, uh, we had to go uh, to see our boss who was in another village. um, And it was a village that you could only enter uh, by road when the tide had gone down and the waters had receded to the sea or to the to the ocean but then we had to go to see our boss um, in the afternoon of that day and we had to submit uh, because we had to submit uh, some reports which our boss was then going to take uh, to the mission headquarters of uh, under the mission that i was serving at that time you know so the road was blocked and you know there was no way we could cross neither was there uh, a boat that we could use uh, to cross over to the other side of the road since the water you know uh, had since the tide had risen and so we had to take an alternative route which you know kind of like took us uh, on the sea now there was no commercial boat uh, going to that community and so we had to get a boy who i think was a member of my colleague's church who had a canoe and uh, he used his canoe for fishing typically and then this boy paddled us uh, through and through you know to my my boss the village where my boss was serving at that time he took us there and he took us back now that journey was one journey uh, i can never forget in my life you can imagine you can imagine being on water and then you look to the north you look to the south you look to the east you look to the west you look all around you and all you see is water no land at all all you see is water and we were in that small boat uh, at the mercy of this uh, small boy, this young boy, I, when I, that boy, I'm not sure that boy was uh, more than 15, you know, here were two grown-up adults, you know, at the mercy of this boy in this boat, and the boat was so delicate, so delicate that, you know, the slightest move to the right or to the left of that boat or that canoe, I think I would rather call it a canoe, the slightest move to the right or to the left of that canoe uh, will begin to tilt it and all through that journey i was right there uh, and i was just praying in my mind this is just one of the several experiences that i had as a missionary and this is what some missionaries go through um, on a daily basis and that is why one of the reasons why i make it a point of duty personally to support missionaries most especially financially uh, from time to time i happen to be part of um, a whatsapp group for uh, I think it's a giver's WhatsApp. One of my friends just added it, and you know, from time to time, one day I just saw that they posted uh, account details of some missionaries, you know, who are doing the work of mission in different parts um, of the country. And then from time to time, you know, I just send things, send money to them, you know, to those accounts. I'm hundred and one percent sure they don't know who I am, but it does not matter. You know, so from time to time, I just send money to those accounts uh, when as God blesses me, you know. And these are the kind, the kind of experiences uh, that I had, which makes me value 
about the work of missionaries so 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 much but then let's get back to our discussion so you can imagine yourself uh, in that kind of situation i have described maybe you are in a bigger boat with about 12 other people like jesus was uh, and then a storm begins and you are in the middle of this water the storm is raging uh, the wind is blowing, moving the water, tossing the boat uh, left, right, up and down. You know, uh, you are in that situation. That was the situation that Jesus and his disciples were in. But then with three words, Jesus commanded the storm and it obeyed. When we talk about a storm, it is a combination of at least two things. At least from my elementary knowledge, from from from, from uh, common sense. Uh, you know, I know that when you have a storm, it's a combination of at least two things. You have the wind and then you have the water body, whether it's a lake or it's a sea or it's a river. So with only three words, peace be still, as you can see in Mark chapter 4 verse 39, Mark chapter 4 verse 39, Jesus Christ only uttered three words. He said, peace be still. Jesus Christ commanded these great forces of nature and they obeyed with those three words peace be still you see friends this is how jesus christ demonstrated authority by speaking you see that same authority is what jesus christ gave to us in the amplified bible luke chapter 10 verse 19 luke chapter 10 verse 19 the bible says listen carefully i have given you authority that you now possess to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy satan and nothing will in any way harm you when you read the book of matthew matthew chapter 18 verse 18 matthew chapter 18 verse 18 jesus said assuredly i say to you whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven now while looking at how jesus exercised authority one thing that i realized is that while speaking or utterances is the platform on which this authority of christ is exercised it does not require multitude of words there is no need to explain or like my people say or like young people say now you explain 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 tire there is no need to explain tire before you exercise that authority the more like jesus you become the less words you need to exercise authority but then the fact still remains that you need to speak we need to make utterance to exercise that authority you cannot be in a battle and be silent if you are you are at the risk of becoming a victim now this brings me to the end of this episode so far we have seen the importance of speaking or utterances as a fundamental strategy we must employ in spiritual battles but then we are not done with this in the next episode we will delve further into speaking as we look at five targets of our utterances every time you speak as a human there is something called a target audience even where you are speaking to yourself as absurd and as weird as that may look or sound uh, the fact still remains that you have an audience you are speaking to yourself so you are your audience when you are in a spiritual battle and you are making utterances there are target audiences when you look at jesus 
you will see that sometimes he spoke to demons sometimes he spoke to situations and circumstances sometimes he spoke to the father these are different audiences for his utterances and there is a way to channel these utterances there is a way to address principalities and powers there is a way to make declaration over circumstances if you are confronted by a witch or a wizard there is a way to make utterances such that that witch or wizard becomes incapacitated and impotent as far as that matter or as far as that battle is concerned in acts chapter 16 from verse, when you read Acts chapter 16 from verse 16 to 18, you will see an account of a possessed slave girl that was troubling Paul and his companions up and down the city for days until when Paul faced the girl and made some utterances. In such a situation, there is a way to make utterances. By the grace of God, we will look into this in the next episode. I want to believe that this episode has been a blessing to you and I'd like to encourage you to please do well to listen to this episode over one more time, one or two more times. Uh, listen to it again and again and also do well to share this episode with a friend. If you downloaded this episode and you are listening to it from your device with just a WhatsApp chat or whatever messaging app you're using, you can share this with a friend and it can also be a blessing uh, to someone. You never know what people are going through. Uh, you can just share the word with them and it will be a blessing. It might just be what they need uh, concerning something they are going through which is going to bring them out and which is going to launch their deliverance from that situation and their victory uh, in that situation. So please do well to ensure that you share this episode with somebody. Let somebody also be blessed by the things that you have learned in this episode. I look forward to bringing the word of God to you again in the next episode. But until then, keep living in the victory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you.